It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos, and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1 800 858 It's time for the Host Plus Cup Show. That's a plus with Mark Braybrook. And Wednesday afternoon rolls around again. I hope you all had a, a fine Easter with uh, no Queensland Rugby League over the Easter weekend. It meant the teams were able to recharge and get ready for stage two of uh, what promises to be a very, very interesting Host Plus Cup season. We've got some uh, terrific guests coming up on the program. Carmichael Hunt will join us. He is coach of the South Logan Mal Meninga Cup side that's in the semifinals this weekend. So a big also top of the table clash in the Host Plus Cup uh, with the Central Capras taking on the Brisbane Tigers. Lionel Harbin will join us. So we spoke with John Buchanan last week, but that is two unbeaten teams going head to head. Uh, and we'll also chat with Chris Flannery from the Sunshine Coast Falcons. They've got a, a side in the semifinals of the Mal Meninga Cup, but they're also going along quite nicely as well. And as we do each and every week on the program, it's time to chat with Dave Maiden from the QRL. G'day, mate. How did you enjoy your Easter break? Yeah, thanks, Mark. I had a great uh, Easter break camping up uh, Lake Catharabar there, the back of Noosa. So I turned the phone off, threw it in the console of the car and, Enjoyed the weekend off with family and friends. So it was uh, it was very enjoyable, very relaxing. Yeah, great stuff. So we're heading to round five of the Host Plus Cup, which we'll get to shortly. But it's also um, a big weekend because the Mel Meninga Cup semifinals are being played this weekend. This is the under-18 competition. As I mentioned, we've got um, uh, Carmichael Hunt on the program a little bit later. But uh, this is a very big weekend uh, for those teams, uh, South Logan take on Norths in one of the semifinals. So um, a, a great opportunity for those players to showcase their tal- talents in the first of the two semifinals are going to be played at the Sunshine Coast Stadium on the weekend. Yeah, look, these are, I'm always excited by these games. The the, the finals, the semifinals of the Oswald Bank Nominenga Cup, uh, the, the emergence of the talent coming through our competitions. We've had some fantastic uh, basically, uh, the guys that have come through this competition, you know, guys like David Fafida and Ezra Mam, and last year, and we've had some fantastic uh, components of our game, proponents of our game that have actually showcased their talents first off in this comp. So this year is no exception. We have the winners. This is the first time they cross over in their pools. So we have the winner of the Northern Pool, which is Townsville, against the winner of the Central Pool, which was the Sunshine Coast Falcons, and then we have the the top two of the, the Pool C, which is the southeast corner, and that's south and north. So th- these these teams have, have worked their way through some significant games to get to this case, this point, and and these the talent on show on Saturday will be phenomenal. And some of these will go on and represent 
our, our state at state of origin level in the years to come, if anything uh, of past events is, is any indication. Yeah, so the first game is 11 o'clock, Sunshine Coast Stadium. It's South Slogan up against North. And great to see that North-South rivalry there in the first of the semifinals. And the second of the semifinals, as you mentioned, is the Blackhawks up against the Falcons. So we have all parts pretty much of the state represented uh, in this um, in these semifinals. Yeah, look, they were cracking finals last year. We had some awesome games. They were played at Wynnum last year. And, and um, I'm really looking forward to them. The, the, the talent you'll see on the display is unbelievable. Um, the level of intensity is just steps up a notch when you get into finals. And it's it'll be a, a, a worthy uh, showcase this year of, of our grand final, which will be the following week. Now, um, also announcement this week. I noticed on the QR, QRL website, and if you want the latest news on all things that are happening in rugby league in Queensland, you can go to qrl.com.au. Um, the registrations are open for the 2022 RISE Rugby League Development Program. There's going to be 22 locations uh, that are aligned to community leagues uh, around the state, across southeast, central and north regions. Um, there are five sessions for age groups. There's uh, males under 13, 14 and 15, and the females under 14 and 16. So that is right across the state. They'll begin in June. The Rocky program will start in May. And each session focuses on three areas of development, technical and technical uh, skill, physical development and uh, emotional development as well. There are registration fees in some areas, which is around $165. But go to the website um, to register and you can click on there to find out, uh, put in your postcode as to where the nearest program is for you. But just another example here, Dave, of... uh, the way that uh, grassroots rugby league right across the state um, is being taken very seriously. And there's there's these programs on offer for young players, male and female, uh, to develop their skills. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's what the RISE program is meant to do, is meant to broaden it to everybody who wants to, to play at the next level, you know, or expose themselves to better coaching and, and or understand some more, some different components of the game. So, you know, it's about broadening our, our coaching base, uh, upskilling our coaches across the state by by providing, you know, definitive experts in their area to each one of these sessions so that so that the coaches in the area also get uh, get the skills required to take that back to their club footy. So it's something we're proud of. It's something we want to broaden, and it's really trying to make sure that we broaden the base uh, to, for the higher the peak. So, so that's exactly what it's about is is trying to provide the same opportunities regardless of what your postcode is in the state. So if you want more information, qrl.com.au, the RISE uh, Development Program, 22 locations across the state. Uh, click on the, the information. There's a button there to register, and then you enter your postcode to find a program closest to you, and there's also more information on the website. Well, after the uh, break on uh, for the weekend, last weekend, Dave, we've got uh, matches returning this week, round five in the, the Host Plus Cup. And as I mentioned a little bit later, Lionel Harbin will be joining us on the program. No doubt uh, it is the, the match of the round with the Brisbane Tigers hosting the Capras. First v second, both unbeaten. The only difference, the Tigers have had a draw against South Slogan, but uh, a terrific clash to look forward to. Sunday, three o'clock at Tingalpa, Villanova Park. Yeah, look, this will be a cracker. Both teams have started exceptionally well after, you know, they haven't had a couple of good years. The Tigers haven't had a couple of good years by their standards. So so they'll be really keen to make sure they can continue their momentum. But 
the one thing that we're all pleased about is the performance of the, the Capras this year and the way they're the way they're competing, the way they're the way they're uh, representing their region, uh, and and it's fantastic to see them up there on the top of the table. So looking forward to this one. This should be a cracker, and I'll probably head out to Villanova to have a look at this one myself. Yeah, it should be a great game on Sunday afternoon. Uh, the round starts uh, on Saturday, 4 o'clock at the Sunshine Coast after uh, the Malmeninga Cup matches earlier. Then we have the Falcons taking on the Cutters. Now, this is going to be a, a terrific game as well. That's 4 o'clock at the Sunshine Coast Stadium, but get there early uh, for those semifinals. The Falcons are in fourth, the Cutters are in sixth, and both playing pretty good football. Yeah, this is going to be a tough one. I can't pick a winner out of this one, so... So Dave Elliott's done a really good job with the Mackay Cutters there and Brad Henderson's new coach, both new coaches in their roles and, and you know, they've performed really well, the Sunny Coast Falcons. So so this one could go either way and, and I'm looking forward to, to seeing this on Saturday. I'll be up there for the, for the Malmanega Cup semi-final, so I'll be certainly hanging around to, to watch this one. Been a tough start to the year for the Ipswich Jets. They're back at home for their fourth game out of the first five and they take on the defending premiers, the North Devils, who seem to be uh, starting to find their straps. That's at five o'clock at North Ippy Reserve. Um, you think that the Jets may be a little bit like the Tigers. They've got to win one eventually, but it's going to be a big task against the Devils. Yeah, look, it's, it is going to be a tough day at the office, I believe, for Ipswich Jets on this one. You know, that North just don't give you anything in terms of, you know, they won't relax. They'll be relentless and they'll keep coming at you. So North will will, will, will bring their A game out to, to the North Ipswich Reserve, which is always a tough travel. But, uh, you know, Ipswich are going to have to be at the top of their game for this game out here. Now, in Cairns, this is an interesting one. 5.30 on Saturday afternoon, the 10th place Pride against the 12th-place Dolphins. I reckon both teams would be a little bit disappointed where they find themselves on the ladder after four rounds of the competition, which means that this game really um, has an extra edge to it. Oh, without doubt, both teams are desperate for a win. Um, we're going to throw a little bit of a low into the mix up there too, so no doubt there'll be a little bit of moisture in the air and, and it'll be, you know, this is this is a really good kickstart one of these teams' seasons. Mm. You know, I've been surprised by... Performance of Redcliffe, um, you know, the Northern Pride have been there or thereabouts uh, um, in, in all of their games. So, so this one is is vital for both teams to to make sure that they they get the two points required to to push themselves up the table. Yeah, Sunday afternoon, uh, it's the Blackhawks up against the Seagulls. That's ninth v seventh. That's the match on KO nine and also Q plus. All games are on Q plus, but. Uh, uh, KO and Nine will be doing the Townsville Blackhawks up against the Tweed. Ninth v seventh. That's going to be a very even battle. And Tweed have shown some good form, uh, particularly beating Burley at Pizzy Park. Yeah, look, they've they've just hit a bit of form. Tweed, you know, it took a little while to get started, but but that that performance against Burley last week at, at Pizzy Park was was exceptional. Sorry, two weeks ago. So and and the same with the Blackhawks. You know, they lost their first couple with close, in close encounters, but since then they've gone on a bit of a run. So. Both these teams are more than capable and, and I expect both these teams to figure in our finals at the back end of the year. Yeah, so yeah. both will be keen to, uh, again, get the two points up there and it's always a tough battle in Townsville. Yeah, Sunday afternoon, 3 o'clock, a traditional battle between uh, Wynnum and South Slogan. But then on Monday, Dave, um, at Pizzy Park on the Gold Coast, an Anzac Day match, 3 o'clock uh, with the Bears up against the P&G Hunters, which I think is a wonderful um, wonderful match, really, to have on Anzac Day, particularly, you know, with the battles that we fought in PNG and the help the Fuzzy Wuzzy Angels gave to Australian troops in, in Port Moresby. Um, to have the Bears playing the Hunters on Anzac Day, 3 o'clock, Pizzy Park is a wonderful tribute. 
Yeah, look, this is the Kokoda Cup and something that's been going for four years now. So uh, Burley do a really good job of acknowledging our, our fallen heroes and those that have served for our country. And and, and uh, PNG versus Burley Bears each year is, is a game to look forward to. This year we're able to play it on Anzac Day. I'm really looking forward to this clash and I'll certainly be down there um, enjoying the occasion. You, you know, it's a sombre occasion but it's a great occasion to to remember those that have served our country. Absolutely. Terrific weekend of uh, rugby league this weekend. And don't forget those uh, Melmaninga Cup semifinals at uh, Sunshine Coast Stadium. The first game kicks off at 11 o'clock, and we'll chat with Carmichael Hunt from South Logan, uh, who's coaching that side a little bit later in the program. Thanks for your time, mate, and we'll chat again next week. No worries. Thanks, Mark. Talk to you soon. There he is, Dave Maiden from the QRL, giving us a bit of a an insight into the Malmaninga Cup. This weekend's action in Round 5 of the Q Cup and also, of course, that uh, Rise Development Program. We will take a break here on the Host Plus Cup show. Back with more after this. We're back. It's the Host Plus Cup show on SEN. Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. Mark Braybrook on this Wednesday afternoon. There's some terrific matches this week in uh, round five of the Host Plus Cup, as we were talking about with Dave Maiden early in the show. Um, the highlight, I think, or the match of the round, surely, the two unbeaten teams, the Tigers, who have had one draw out of their and three wins up against the Central Capras, the Brisbane Tigers against the Central Capras. It's going to be played at Villanova Park at Tingalpa. And for the first time on the Host Plus Cup show, we have a returning guest, the coach of the uh, Central Capras, who joined us before their big win over Ipswich. And now I thought we should have a chat to him before this top-of-the-table clash. Lionel Harbin, thanks for your time, mate, and welcome back to the Host Plus Cup show. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. It must have a nice ring about it when we talk about uh, the match of the round and the two unbeaten teams, top-of-the-table, the Central Capras. You must be very happy with the first month of the competition. Yeah, no, extremely, extremely happy and proud of the way the boys have, um, you know, played the first four weeks. Um, but at the same time, you know, we, we understand that there's still plenty of work to do and, um, you know, they've worked extremely hard uh, leading up to them games and uh, we will continue to do so. Was the Easter weekend, did it come as a good time to have a break or were you on a bit of a roll and would like to have kept going? Well, probably find out after this weekend, I'd say. It's, um, you know, we spoke about that uh, just yesterday at training. You know, we were, we were in a good groove there, and but it's up to us if we want it to, you know, to continue. So, um, yeah, we'll see how we go this weekend. Now, I saw you at the, the game we called, <coughs> excuse me, here on SEN against the Ipswich Jets. A terrific first half. I think it's fair to say a less than impressive second half is consistency something you are yearning for for your side as well or demanding from the team a little bit more of an 80 minute performance yeah definitely uh, you know it's happened um in, in pretty much all our games you know we probably our last game against the cutters uh, was a, a bit more of a solid effort for 80 minutes but you know our previous three games you know we sort of just played um you know in patches and you know one half of 40 there against the jets uh, it's something that we go again we've, we've spoken about and that we we need to address, um, you know, especially when we come up against the, the bigger clubs and, and the toughest sides. So, and that and that will be happening this weekend against East. You know, if we do that against them, you know, we'll be in trouble. So, um, yeah, again, it's something that we've we've addressed, um, and hopefully we can just put it into practice this weekend. 
Yeah, it's the responsibility with the players now, isn't it? You know, you've made them aware of it and seeing what sort of reaction now you get and maybe the fact that they're playing an unbeaten team may keep them focused. But it's a it's an important thing, isn't it, to get through um, to the players that in this competition, in any competition really, if you're not playing 80, you're going to get beaten eventually. Yeah, that's definitely right. You know, we've been on, um, you know, a lot of circumstances and games last year, you know, when we... You know, we didn't play the 80 and we, we lost a lot of them games. Um, you know, we've been very fortunate so far this year. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely something that we need to improve on. And, um, again, really a lot of you spoke about, you know, we're aware of it, uh, but it's just a matter of fixing it now. Where do you see your strength lying? Um, the forwards were, were very good, I thought, early in that uh, game against the Jets. Even though Nixon Putt wasn't playing, you still have a very strong forward pack to give those backs. And, and Jonas Pearson played that night against the Jets to give them the opportunity to do stuff with the footy. Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, we spoke about it previously in the show, is our forwards are, I suppose it's at any, any level, our forwards are doing a really good job at the moment and laying a good solid platform for us, um, you know, for us to play uh, a bit of footy. Um, so, you know, our forwards, are, you know, they they got a good, a lot of them have got a good little short passing game as well. So we really don't like to, you know, restrict them from doing what they're good at and they're playing to their strengths. So, um, you know, we just, yeah, we like to use the footy quite a bit. So just um, letting our players play to our strengths and, you know, coming up with a game plan around that has been a big focus. Have you focused on the Tigers at all? Do you look at your opposition much? Or when do you start uh, talking about the opposition for your team? Yeah, we, we normally start towards, uh, you know, today in the back end of the week. Um, you know, again, we're, we're just really focused on what we need to do um, and, and how we can get better. Uh, I know I spoke about that last time as well, but it's just been a big emphasis of ours is that, you know, we're not a side that's going to worry about what other teams have got, what NRL players have got coming back. You know, we've, we've just got to focus on us and what we can do, uh, and that'll be the same this week. What's the reaction been like around the region, in, in Rocky in particular, with the, the start of the year? Yeah, it's actually been... Um, uh, we knew it would have an impact, um, but it's been quite surprising how big of an impact it has had on the community. Um, you know, there's a lot of t- people talking about the club, uh, which is really good. You know, our under-21s are undefeated as well, and our, our women's side are also uh, sitting at the top of their table. So just at the moment, it's just a, there's a good feel within the community and within uh, the rugby league circles here. So it's... um. It's something that we all want to continue, so we're working hard to, to make that happen. Looking at the Tigers, um, they have had, as I said, a similar start to you for and against-wise. Uh, they've had the one draw against South Logan. And I think it's fair to say maybe a, a similar start with regards to the draw. The the, the teams that you have uh, both faced are about the same level on the table, I suppose, in that respect as well. Um, are you expecting a very even contest on Sunday? Yeah, we are. You know, they're a, they're a quality side. You know, I think they've improved uh, again, like us on on last year. Um, you know, they've got a really big forward pack, uh, which is uh, going to be a real big challenge for us this weekend. You know, we we, we haven't got the biggest pack, but we're going to you know each have and um, you know, like I said, it's um, yeah, we're just looking forward um, to you know giving ourselves uh, an opportunity and, you know, playing up against a quality side and the challenge that we will face. Um, you know, it's another week that we can just 
uh, you know, try and get better. And, um, you know, that's what we'll be looking forward to this week. Is it a day travel for you, seeing it's a three o'clock kickoff? No, we're actually, it's, uh, yeah, surprisingly, we're, we're going down the, the day before and, um, you know, they'll give us time to settle in and, um, you know, we'll try and get a little training run in down there as well on the Saturday Arve and then, yeah, prepare for the game Sunday. How does that help, um, being a team that has to travel, uh, get on a plane basically every every second week? Does that become something that you can use as a positive to get the sides together or at times does it become a little bit tedious if flights are delayed or there's hold-ups, et cetera? Yeah, well, you know, that, that that has happened in the past, but, you know, it's just something that, you know, we've just got to adapt to. And, um, you know, most, uh, I'm saying that most of the times the, the flights are on time and we, we, we give ourselves plenty of time to, you know, get to the game, prepare. Um, you know, again, we're a side that's um, had to do that, you know, since the inception of the competition, uh, even back in the State League days. Um you know, even back in the 80s. So we've always had to deal with that. Um, it's nothing new. We've just got to, you know, get on with it. And, um, yeah, and just be very thankful that we're, we're actually playing in this competition, to be honest. It's, uh, you know, we speak about that a lot with the group as well. You know, the opportunity they get to play in this comp, uh, you know, to travel, uh, to stay in hotels down in Brisbane. It's, um, it, it's, it's yeah, very grateful for the opportunity that we get that, uh, with the QRL and what they provide us. The one thing I did notice at North Ippy on that uh, Saturday night a couple of weeks ago, mate, was the the amount of support the Capras had. Uh, you certainly outnumbered Jets fans, so I'm sure some would have travelled with you. But uh, it's also interesting to note when out-of-town teams come to Brisbane or Ipswich or the southeast corner that you, you have your supporters that might have moved out of uh, the central part of the state but still come and support the team. There was quite a few maroon and blue shirts there on uh, on that Saturday night. Yeah, you're right. We, yeah, we, we spoke about that as well. You know, um, even in a game at, at Davies Park when we played South, our first game, you know, we had a, a lot of support there. Um, yeah, it's just that, you know, a lot of people from the region that have moved on and are living in the, in the city now, um, you know, they still support the club. Uh, and I've got no doubt they'll be there again this Sunday. And it, it's great for the boys just to see that support and see all the shirts there within the crowd. Uh, you know, it just lifts them again. Good stuff, mate. Thanks so much for your time and for being my first return guest. And uh, good luck on the weekend against the Brisbane Tigers. Should be a cracking game at uh, Villanova at 3 o'clock Sunday afternoon. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. Good on you, mate. There he is, Lionel Harbin, the coach of the Central Capras. They take on the Brisbane Tigers this Sunday afternoon, 3 o'clock, Villanova Park at Tingalba. Should be a cracking match. Two unbeaten teams. The Tigers, the only points they've dropped this year uh, was the draw against the South Slogan Magpies, while the Central Capras doing uh, Central Queensland and particularly Rocky Proud by being unbeaten after four games. One of them will suffer, you'd think, unless it's another draw, will suffer their first loss of the year come Sunday. Who will it be? Time will tell. We will take a break here on the Host Plus Cup Show. Mark Braybrook with you on this Wednesday afternoon. We're back. It's the Host Plus Cup Show on SEN. Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. Wednesday afternoon, Mark Braybrook with you as we uh, look at the Host Plus Cup, but also rugby league around uh, Queensland. And as uh, we spoke earlier in the program with Dave Mate, it's a big uh, Saturday at uh, Sunshine Coast Stadium because there's the semi-finals of the Mal Meninga Cup. And there's also some Q Cup action as well with the, the Sunshine Coast Falcons 
in action on Saturday afternoon. But I thought we should speak to their CEO for a number of reasons um, because their sides are going all right and they've also um, got a team in the semifinals. And I want to ask him about their jerseys on sale on the website. Ian Healy and I were discussing this last week and I promised Heels I'd get him on the program and he's on the line now. Chris Flannery, good afternoon, mate. Welcome to the program. Yeah, good day, Mark. How are you going? I'm well, thank you. Let's start with with your jerseys, your Sunshine Coast Falcons jerseys, because it was brought to my attention. Home and away jerseys from uh, 19, I think, and uh, 18 are on sale on your website for $20 or $40, depending on what year it is, which I think is outstanding value because your supporters now can can hand over 20 bucks, come to the game, decked out in the gear. Well done, mate. I just think it's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, look, it is, and obviously they're uh, they're selling like hotcakes. But yeah, it was probably at the start of the year, I walked out into our storeroom, and our uh, our football operations manager is very frugal with our finances. And <laughs> I looked, and we had just had bags and bags of jerseys. So what are you doing with those? And uh, usually we take them over to P and G, but obviously we're not uh, going over there uh, over the last couple of years. So. Um, yeah, he's had all these jerseys stored up, and I said, we've got to get rid of them. So we just put them on the website and uh, got the online shop going uh, at fcfalcons.com. And, uh, yeah, they've just been selling like hotcakes, uh, as I said, which has been fantastic. And, you know, it's better uh, better in someone's closet and obviously coming to the games. But mm. it's been amazing to see how many we've sold in the New South Wales and Victoria and um yeah, it's just been amazing where, where they, we've been shipping them to, to be honest. Well, and they're great jerseys too. And and people collect jerseys whether they follow the team or not. And if you can buy a footy jersey for, for 20 bucks, your 2018 and 2019 away jerseys, which is the predominantly black, they're $20. And the home jersey for 2021 is just 40 bucks, And the home yeah. jersey for 2019 is $20. I mean... You buy a, st- a Falcon stubby cooler and a water bottle, there's 20 bucks, but you can buy a footy jumper for 20 bucks. So uh, well done, mate. I just think it's fantastic. <laughs> no, thanks, mate. Yeah, it's been, it has been good, but we'll be, uh, we'll be selling the 2022 versions uh, fairly soon. So they'll obviously won't be $20. So if you, uh, if you chase them one, we'll, uh, we'll have them up there uh, fairly soon. SCFalcons.com.au. Okay, that's that, that out of the way. Big day, as I mentioned, on Saturday because you've got the semifinals of the uh, Mel Meninga Cup and also a very important game uh, for the Host Plus Cup side, sitting fourth, taking on the sixth-place cutters. So a big day planned uh, for Saturday for people heading to the ground? Yeah, it certainly is, yeah. Obviously, those uh, two Mel, Men- Mel Meninga Cup semifinals are going to be fantastic. Uh, obviously, seeing the, the next wave of talent coming through the ranks and uh, hopefully coming on to the Host Plus Cup uh, scene in a couple of years. But, yeah, it's great to have our Falcons team in there. Uh, they finished in fourth place up against the first place, Townsville Blackhawks. So uh, just looking at the Townsville Blackhawks for and against there yesterday, they look like they've had a fantastic season up there. I think, uh, I think they've only let in 40 or 50 points and, and scored over 200. So uh, I think we're going to have a work cut out for us. But hopefully the home ground advantage is going to help in that. And uh, then obviously having South and North uh, come up from Brisbane. So we're hoping for a, you know, a big crowd uh, getting up here on Saturday and that continues through the day with our 21s into the Host Plus Cup, uh, both taking on Mackay. So uh, fourth place for us against sixth place uh, Mackay, as you said, and it's going to be a, you know, I think it's going to be a cracking game uh, uh, for both sides. Now, you've been at the, the Sunshine Coast for a few years now, Chris. Um, how is the game developing there and the uh, association with the Melbourne Storm? And, and during COVID, to be able to have um, 
well, you couldn't say regular games, but certainly more games than maybe you would have expected played in the region. What impact has that had on rugby league in, on the Sunshine Coast? Oh, look, I think it's been amazing, yeah. You know, as you said, obviously to have quite a few NRL games last year. Uh, the year before that, we virtually had Melbourne Storm playing every single one of their home games. Melbourne hasn't. They've played about eight or nine home games here uh, over the last couple of years and haven't been beaten, so they love uh, playing here. And, yeah, look, we're very lucky to have, obviously, this facility, uh, Sunshine Coast Stadium. It's uh, first class, and, you know, all the teams that have played up here over the years have always commented on how good the surface and the facility is. So... Um, yeah, and obviously in regards to our feeder relationship with the Storm, you know, we're really lucky to, to be associated with such a, you know, professional club. And uh, whilst we haven't been getting a, a lot of feeder players over the last couple of years, obviously due to COVID and uh, whatever else, um, you know, it's still uh, great just to have those guys, you know, in your corner. And uh, we lean on them a fair bit, uh, not just in terms of players, but, you know, advice around recruiting. Uh, we've actually got... Uh, the guru recruiter, Paul Bunn, uh, just a couple of doors up from us. So we're always in there, you know, talking about players and uh, talking about, you know, potential players that we can bring to the Falcons. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really good system that we've, we've built up over the years. It's been sort of six or seven years now. And, um, yeah, it's all, all going well at the moment. So the pathway, say, for example, for these Malmeninga players on the weekend, the under-18s that are in the semi-final, what sort of pathway yep. structure is in place for them? Yeah, so those kids, obviously, they get brought in at, uh, at the start of the season and do a fairly intense pre-season. Um, and probably the, the top sort of top 10 players out of that under-18s, once this competition finishes over the next couple of weeks, we try to keep them engaged with the club. Obviously, they most of them will go back and play for their, their local club here on the Sunshine Coast, which they they all have to sign with before we will sign them. But... Um, they they'll come back and uh, we'll we'll pick the sort of you know seven eight nine ten that we want to keep here and, and keep them training for uh, probably one day a week just to keep them involved in the club and hopefully bring them into the the twenty ones the following year if if they're ready or if they've got another year of eighteens then fantastic but uh, that's how we sort of keep our program going and just keep those players engaged and obviously you know keep them in the gym and uh, having some high quality training and you know they just play local league on the weekend if they don't break into that twenty ones team. Terrific. Now, uh, the Host Plus Cup game on Saturday afternoon after those two semifinals, as I mentioned, up against um, the Mackay Cutters, who've also had a good start of the year. You're 3-1 and one on the table at the moment, Chris. How do, how do you rate after the first month? We've had the break, of course, so we've had that first four-week block of games. Um, how would you describe the start to the season for the Falcons? Yeah, look, I, th- I thought we started really well. Obviously, going down to Redcliffe, uh, had a fairly decent win down there. Um, and, you know, we probably um, patted ourselves on the back a little bit too much after that round one win over a red cliff down there and went down to Tweed and we probably, uh, or we definitely uh, didn't play too well down there. So it was, uh, yeah, it was good to see us bounce back over the next two games and, you know, it's always a tough game against PNG, who we had last weekend or the weekend before, sorry, uh, down there on the Gold Coast. So, yeah, look, we've, we've been a little bit up and down, but I think... Um, you know, all in all, I think uh, we're, we're going okay, and we're still, you know, we've, we've got new halves. Dan Atkinson, who was obviously at the Storm last year, and you know, Cooper Johns played his first game for us last week, and we've, we've had a fair bit of change throughout those first four games in regards to our our uh, our players. We've had a few injuries, and yeah, so we haven't really had a consistent side on the part, but I think the consistency has been obviously through Tyson Smoothie and through Dan Atkinson in our and probably Luke Pulselli at the back. So, 
Uh, I think if we can keep our spine intact, um, and, and you know, there's going to be a bit of change through the forwards, but I think we're going okay. And uh, you know, we brought in a new coach this year in Bad Henderson. I think he's been doing a, an outstanding job over the pre-season and and you know, in the first couple of games as well. So. Yeah, I think we're in, in not but not too bad shape, but it's certainly going to be a tough one against Mackay. Yeah, I saw Mackay a couple of weeks ago when they uh, demolished the Ipswich Jets, who must be said were disappointing, but Mackay was very impressive. Scott Drinkwater played that night. Of course, he won't be there on the weekend, but Dejan Arce will be there. They've got a very good forward pack as well. Um, they're going all right, Mackay, so they'll test you. Yeah, they certainly will. Uh, you never really know, you know, until you get to the game, obviously with these feeder allocations and the COVID protocols, you know, you never really know just exactly who's going to be in that team. So it is hard to prepare for at times. And, uh, you know, you just have to prepare that, you know, they're probably going to have their best team on the park. And if they don't, it's it's a bit of a bonus. But, yeah, they've certainly got some good players there. And, um, you know, we, we're not exactly sure of our team makeup yet. We've got the Melbourne Storm playing on, on Monday on Anzac Day. So we're not entirely sure on if we're going to get any players or a couple of players might come back. So... It's always a bit of a juggle at the Host Plus Cup level in, in knowing, you know, up until, you know, the, the day of the game exactly who you're going to have running out there. But it's uh, probably a good problem to have. It is. Good on you, mate. Thanks very much for your time. That website, again, if you want to get on there and, and grab yourself a Sunshine Coast Falcons jersey, home or away, for either $20 or I think one lot there is for $40, but most of them are $20 bucks for a footy jumper, which in this day and age is outstanding. scfalcons.com.au. Uh, forward slash online shop. Chris Flannery, thanks for your time, mate, and uh, hopefully we'll chat again sometime throughout the season. No problem at all. Thanks for having me. Talk soon. There he is, Chris Flannery, the CEO of the Sunshine Coast Falcons. So that website again, scfalcons.com.au. A breaking back with more on the Host Plus Cup show. In fact, we're going to chat with Carmichael Hunt. He's next. We're back. It's the Host Plus Cup Show on SEN. Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. Yeah, Mike Braybrook on this Wednesday afternoon, as we've been discussing throughout the show, uh, it's a big day on Saturday at Sunshine Coast Stadium. Not only is the Host Plus Cup uh, match against the Mackay Cutters, but uh, there are two semi-finals of the Malmeninga Cup starting at 11 o'clock. The South Slogan Magpies take on the North Devils. And that match is to be followed by the Townsville Blackhawks against the Sunshine Coast Falcons. We heard earlier in the show from uh, Chris Flannery, who is the CEO of the Sunshine Coast Falcons, about uh, how big a day it's going to be and how his Falcons will go in their semi-final. But the coach of the South Slogan Magpies is Carmichael Hunt. This is um, his first year coaching the club and an opportunity for him to maybe get a premiership in his first year. And he joins me on the line now. G'day, Carmichael. How are you? Yeah, good, Mike. How are you going? Good. How's coaching treating you? Yeah, so far so good. Uh, got a really good bunch of kids uh, that I'm looking after at the moment at South, um, and you know we've had a pretty successful season so far. But it, you know it all counts from from this weekend moving forward. So um, yeah, really looking forward to making the trip up to to the Sunny Coast to play North again. You've played under some fair coaches in your time in both codes. What is your philosophy like as a coach? Um, oh, that's a good question. I mean. I, Keep you, keep you and ask a question about philosophy and whatnot. And, um, but, uh, you know, I, I, the way I see footy and, and the way I see sort of players kind of uh, adapting to, to different coaching styles, I think you know, the first 
I guess the key factor for me, which I picked up probably from Wayne Bennett early on, was you got to care about care about the athlete first and foremost. Um, you know, if there's no connection built, if there's no relationship sort of being formed, I think players tend to sort of uh, you know probably not take on board uh, as much as you would like them to. So you know, I've just really focused on you know this initial part of my uh, my coaching career and sort of just forming good relationships. Obviously trying to help the players become more competent in whatever their roles may be, whether it's, you know, in the middle or on the edge. And, you know, so far, I think uh, that basic formula is, is, is kind of giving me a bit of payback, which is nice. Is it harder to do that with, with a younger player, someone that uh, is still sort of not only developing their footy skills, but I suppose their life skills as well? Sometimes we, you know, they're walking around with their headphones on and eyes on a on a iPad mm. or a phone. Is it hard to, to break through that? Um, yes and no. I think you know what. I, what I am finding, and what is not a surprise, is that you know these sixteen, seventeen, eighteen-year-old kids that I'm looking after right now want to learn. Um, you know, they 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 obviously uh, they've got aspirations to, to further their footy career, whether it be at school this year or, or in a professional system moving forward. So, you know, they're they're all ears. Um, you know, being an older player myself and sort of just recently retired, I know that. The ears aren't as uh, aren't as um, sort of perked up when you get older because you think you know a lot more. So I, I kind of feel the eighteen-year-olds at this point um, are very receptive to, to learning and listening. Um, and you know, I can't fault uh, my group that I've got at the moment and, and how they've kind of applied themselves at training and in games. What are the skill levels like for the younger player now? Oh, look, it's definitely more developed. I find uh, collectively, uh, you know, compared to when I was their age, I feel. And nowadays, which is obviously where the game's moving, um, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a middle forward or an edge or a fullback, uh, you know, you're going to have to be able to sort of do your basic skills, whether it be passing or uh, throwing sort of block plays, uh, whether, you, as I said, you're a middle or a back. So I think across the board, skills are a lot more prevalent, uh, needing to have those basic skills, sorry. So, um, you know, obviously there's some refinement uh, that sort of needs to continue uh, at this age group, but it's something that I've really enjoyed is sort of, passing on the technical aspects of catch pass, line running, um, and just trying to f- refine, I guess, these, these players' skills. And, you know, it's, 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 it's working out well so far. And what's a normal week like? Do they only train twice a week? How, how often do you get to spend with them? Yeah, we, so three days. So two, two main training sessions plus a captain's run. Right. Um, so we've, we've been training Tuesday, Thursday, and then a Friday captain's run for a, normally a Saturday game. But, you know, it's, it's a funny age group. This When I was coming through, you know, there wasn't a lot of footy being played. You sort of play your club football. These competitions like your Melmaning and Sir O'Connell weren't around. Mm. Uh, but the, the, the biggest thing I've been finding we've had to manage is just their, their workload when it comes to training because a lot of these kids have been having Maddie's training, Maddie's trials during the week and then having the front up for obviously Melmaninga training and then playing uh, on the weekend. So been a quite a, a delicate balance sort of getting used to obviously uh, just catering for these other programs but um, I think we've done a decent job um, and I'm sure the kids have really enjoyed the experience so far. And what are the development paths there at South Logan? How do you get your players and where is their, their future? Obviously you'd like to keep them for their host plus cup in the future but what are the development programs like there at South Logan? Yeah, well, I mean, we're, we're a Broncos affiliate club, so, uh, you know, our whether it's Q Cup, uh, Hastings Daring's Colts or, or Mal Meninga teams, even the Cyril Connell teams, um, you know, we have quite a few Broncos, whether it be contracted or scholarship kids uh, in our systems, and obviously 
players that aren't um, playing top top flight NRL drop back, and if they're affiliated with South, and they play with you know our Q Cup side on the weekend. So that's that's right throughout our club system. Uh, but obviously our local um, sort of junior bases right throughout sort of South. Uh, so southern region around Logan, which is where we get a lot of our catchment from, and yeah, there's quite a quite a lot of talented kids there coming through, which is you know something that I've wanted to do is get back into obviously my junior club area, which is South Acacia Ridge, and sort of start giving back to these kids. And you know, it's funny enough, it's it's, it's sort of worked out exactly how I wanted um, sort of being involved with this Malmeninga Cup team and sort of giving back as well. So it's been great. Terrific. Now, Norse, what are you expecting on Saturday? Oh, much of the same. Look, you know, we played them last week, so weekend before last at their home ground, and we, we managed to have a good win against them. But I'm assuming that they're sort of going to refine their processes and uh, they'll watch some film and, and be a better outfit for it. Um, so, you know, they're, they're really they're the high-scoring team. Um, although we managed to obviously uh, score more than them last time out, I just find that they'll still continue to throw the ball around and ask questions. So... You know, defensively, we're going to be focused on uh, on nullifying their threats. Um, but it'll be a good contest. Uh, as I said, you know, we played them already. That they'll they'll be hungrier, obviously, to get a better result this time around. And we've just got to match them, if not go a little bit further. When your team's playing well, Carmichael, what are they doing well? What are those little things that you look for to know your team's on song? Oh, work rate. Look, the big focus for me has been, firstly, you know, when we turn up day one is obviously being fit um, and then being able, you know, using that fitness to obviously get yourself in the best position possible to be a threat. So whether it's playing down short sides or playing through the middle, it's just being available so that ball can actually get to the space. So if I'm looking at my team, the way I'm judging them is that what they look like from a structural point of view when uh, the ball's uh, not on their side and then second, you know, are they available and ready to play footy and if the balls get into that space where it should be. Um, so it's simple in my eyes, but, um, you know, uh, I think it's been a, been a bit of a steep learning curve for our boys in terms of how I want them to play football, but I can't say that they haven't done a good job because uh, the results definitely say they have. And, you know, I'm just looking forward to seeing them go around again on uh, on the sunny coast uh, against North this Saturday. Now, have you been able to keep an eye on the other sort of um, divisions or groups? That's where the Blackhawks and the Falcons, you haven't played them this year. Do you know much about the other groups? Do you know what Townsville and, and Sunshine Coast offer? Because you're going to have to play one of them if you uh, win, I've of watched, course. Yeah, I've watched, yeah absolutely. Uh, I've, uh, not as much as obviously – I don't intimately uh, know them. Like I know the pl- uh, teams that we've played against this year, but I have started watching a bit of film on them. Um, and, and traditionally, obviously, Townsville has been uh, a strong team uh, throughout the Melbourne or the Junior Cup system. So, you know, I'll, I'll definitely stay behind and watch that game after our contest against Norse, uh, obviously, provided we, we sort of do, do what we need to do against Norse. But, um, yeah, look, I think, you know, the, the junior competitions, um, although it's an extra load on, on the kids coming through, I think it's a really good standard of football. And I think it actually is, um, you know, setting these kids up for, for success in the future. So, you know, whether you're in the northern pool, southern pool, you know, the pool out sort of west, um, you know, it's, it's a good stepping stone for these young kids coming through. Yeah, no question about that. And if you can't get to the ground, you are able to see the games on Q Plus on the weekend. Great to chat with you, mate. Um, thanks very much for your time and uh, good luck on the weekend. 
Thank you. My pleasure. There take is Carmichael Hunt there, the coach of the South Logan Magpies, who take on the North Devils in the uh, Malmeninga, the Oswald Bank Malmeninga Cup competition on the weekend. The semi final, the winner of that will play either uh, Townsville or the Sunshine Coast in the grand final. Just before we go, running through those matches that have been played in the Host Plus Cup this weekend the Sunshine Coast and the Cutters, four o'clock Saturday on the Sunny Coast. Five o'clock Saturday, the Jets and the Devils. You'll hear that match here on SEN. The Northern Pride and the Dolphins, 5.30 on Saturday from Cairns. Townsville and the Seagulls, Tweed, 2.10 Sunday afternoon from Townsville. Three o'clock, the top of the table clash. Brisbane Tigers up against Central at Tingalpa, Villanova Park. Also Sunday, 3 o'clock at Cougarai. Wynnum Manly up against South Slogan. And then on Monday, the Anzac Day Clash, the Burley Bears up against the PNG Hunters. That's all we have time for. Thanks very much for your company. Enjoy your footy over the weekend. Back next Wednesday afternoon. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.